Was it good for you? Welcome to the Lesbian Podcast. This is Charlie. I'm Jay Church. And we have Oregon back in the studio. How are you? Good. Good. Oregon back from Oregon. (laughs) Yeah. Back from Vegas, back from Seattle. Oh, you were in Seattle. I thought yeah. you were in Portland. No. no. Same, trouble, thing. Same yeah. thing. Trouble keeping up with your schedule sometimes. Right. <laughs> you jet setter, you. Yeah. <laughs> Limper. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> How was your um, Halloween weekend? It was amazing. I think I'm still in recovery. I think we all are. Yeah, yeah we both have cups of coffee. Or actually, the three of us. Jay Church that never had drinks coffee. <laughs> I don't uh, even drink uh, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Remember last time I had like a tea before this and I was like... Yeah. <laughs> and you just had a latte or something? I had an Oreo espresso shake. Couldn't yeah. even taste the coffee. I don't even think it counts. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> well, uh, Cockblock was fun. Cockblock Halloween was a masquerade party. And uh, Charlie was dressed up like a circus ringmaster. When is she not? <laughs> you know, I was counting how many costume parties I've gone to in the last like couple weeks. Literally, like five, five at least. Okay, in one, a couple weeks. One that I didn't like even a professional dress up costume to. Very popular. popular. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you must get invited to all the good parties. <laughs> but um, so I went up there to host the costume competition, and uh, it was pretty. It was fun. I don't know. Like I didn't pick all the people that I wanted to because because uh, people just kept jumping on stage. Yeah. The manager was like picking people out, but of course, you know, being a straight guy, he's picking all the, the girls, you know, with their boobies hanging boobs, out and yeah. stuff. I'm like, that that's not my favorite costume, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Boobies you, are nice to look at. You dressed up? I did. I went as the guy from Clockwork Orange with the eyelashes. <laughs> nice. Which is kind of your usual too. Yeah, I always wear yeah, fake eyelashes. in character. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you didn't know? What'd you go as? Um, I went to a couple house parties as a kissing booth. Cute. Yeah. An opportunist, I suppose. <laughs> That's why Charlie asked me if you had an STD <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I charged you a quarter. I made like 75 cents in the first minute at the house Shut party. Up. Yeah, and then I just gave it up for free after that. <laughs> you slut. I am. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then actual Halloween. Tried to go to the flash mob in Embarcadero, but it got shut down before I got there. Yeah. So went to the Lex with the There's a normal homos. Competition there. And who won? I don't know who won, but I know they were supposed to have a Michael Jackson contest, and one person entered, so they won. Okay, wow. I, like default, yeah. <laughs> I have to say this year was really surprising costumes. I didn't see as many slutty costumes as I thought there would be, but probably because they're all in the marina. Two, oh. um, I saw a lot of unicorns. I saw like five or six different unicorns. I didn't see that many Lady Gagas. There was one at the Lady Gaga VMA outfit at the Lex um, costume competition, and one Michael Jackson. I thought there would be so many Michael Jacksons, Mm -hmm. but um, I think everybody else thought that too, so they didn't do it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. I saw a lot of Lady Gagas, but I was I had some drinks at Lime, so I was perched in the windows. Watching the passerbyers, and there were tons. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that everyone Castro. did it up in the Castro for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so, anyways, we've got a great show with you. We have Shine in the studio. Um, uh, she is the owner of Pink and White Productions that does the Crash Pad series and feature films. And um, of course, we always have Rainbow Rumors, but let's get to Q News right now. Q News. 
Here news you can use. Okay, so this week in Q News, uh, I was going to start off talking about the federal hate crimes bill that President Obama just signed into law. Finally. Finally. Yeah, speaking of finally, this is what, the sixth congressional session it's gone through? Yeah. Better late than never. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I guess I had something like 114 votes to get to where it is now. And it's named in memory of Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr., uh, the guy, I think it was in Texas, who was dragged. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's the first major gay rights legislation signed into law by a president. So high five. Finally going somewhere with this, I guess. (laughs) Didn't he have all these promises when he got elected? We're just now getting one, but you know. Interestingly enough, I think it was legislation when Clinton was in office. Yeah. He never pushed hard enough. Yeah. Clinton also gave his DOMA, so I mean. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think he at the time thought it was going to do, he was trying to like do some good, but it actually was, you know damaging. Yeah, he definitely was. I mean, I don't hate Clinton. Who who can hate Clinton with a guy the guy with that much charisma? <laughs> Maybe Hillary. <laughs> and cigars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in regards to this news, a number of notable assholes have had comments about it. Yeah. Pat Robertson. Douche. <laughs> uh, Bishop of course. Bishop E.W. Jackson Sr., who leads Exodus Faith Ministries. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> Douche number two. Yeah. <laughs> so their big beef with this is Pat Robertson, and I thought this was interesting wording. He calls the hate crime law a noose around Christians' necks. Yeah, totally Why? wildly inappropriate, I think. To I say think that. so too. After, right, the legislation's named after someone who is tied to a pickup yeah, and dragged to their death. Yeah. So totally inappropriate. But when has he ever been known for being appropriate? Never. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, so Bishop uh, E.W. Jackson, his big beef with it is that he thinks it's going to make it so preachers can't talk about mm-hmm. homosexuality in the context of religion because they might be arrested or whatever for inciting violence which I think is odd because you would think that a preacher and a man of God wouldn't be speaking anything that would incite violence. Right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the church supposed to be tolerant and loving love. and kind? Not so. <laughs> so I don't know. A big fuck you to those two I guess. <laughs> TLP gives you a big finger. Big we should have like finger. a list like a, a hall of shame but we should call it something better than hall of shame like I don't know. I'll have to think, we'll of, think something of something better. <laughs> we'll think of something. We can't be creative on the spot right now. Um, and in other news, uh, Scholastic has uh, allowed this book with lesbian moms to be back in their uh, school Aww, fairs. So Did you guys have that at your schools when you were little? Like, Scholastic? Yeah. yeah. Okay, this that is like a national thing. Even a thousand years ago when I was in grade school. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Prehistoric times, they were still doing No, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, they're all dinosaur books, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, there was a book, it's called Love Ya Bunches, and it's about these four girls and their friendship, and one of the girls happens to have two moms. And this isn't even, like, the main point of the story, it's kind of just, like, a a cursory, like, side note. Like, oh, yeah, Sally and Tina and... Tina's two moms anyways, like we were talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but despite all that, they uh, apparently tried to pull this book from the book fairs, and um, someone caught it. Uh, Ooh, the school itself? Scholastic. Scholastic. Oh. And so this lesbian mo- mom blogger caught it, and change.org uh, started a petition. 4,000 people contacted Scholastic um, saying that they didn't think it was right that they pulled it. And it kind of sucks that they pulled it like initially but it's also kind of cool that they listened to the 4,000 people that complained about it and put the book back in 
But it was so. interesting because Scholastic apparently wanted them to sub that out and, and make it a heterosexual yeah, that sucks. parenting couple. And then the really? author was like, no, I don't want to do that. And she huh. stood her ground. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So that's really cool. And another really cool news item is William and Mary crowns a transgender homecoming queen. Um, she identifies as genderqueer. And she uh, said she doesn't always... Uh, so wouldn't that be a Z? That's what she's... Apparently that's what <laughs> Z, she goes what by. Z, what Z said? I still don't understand the Z thing. I mean, I understand it, but it's just so challenging. Like, <laughs> Broaden your horizons. You just sound French, right? <laughs> yeah. When you talk about them? <laughs> Here. Uh, Z? No, like as a pronoun. So instead of she or he, they're oh, referred to Z. Z. Yeah, but I'm like, if you're genderqueer and you don't really care if you're he or she, then why don't you just answer to either? I mean, I kind of fall in that category. I <laughs> and I just, whatever you want to call me that day and however I'm feeling sounds fantastic to me. <laughs> I think Z just confuses everyone, right. even me. Like, I think if you referred to me as Z, I would just be looking around like, who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, the first time I really heard that um, was here in San Francisco and someone kept saying Z. And then I thought that was the person's name. Like, maybe their initial was Z. And I was or like, Zer. Z's house. And they were like, which Z? So, uh, yeah, she she actually, um, like we are saying, goes as genderqueer. And, you know, I guess her family is supportive of it. The community is supportive of it. Supportive of it and she's had a lot to do with William and Mary's um, LGBT community. She was the Student Assembly Undersecretary of Diversity Initiatives for the college's gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender affairs. And uh, last year was co-president of the Lambda Alliance, the GLBT's advocacy group. So congratulations, congratulations, Jesse Basswood. Yay. Yay. Or I'm sorry, it's Basswood, I think. So sorry for screwing up your name. For shame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on to Rainbow Rumors. Rainbow Rumors. <laughs> so um, I was looking at Curve Magazine for this month, um, November. You don't sound thrilled about that. Well, you know, I think it's kind of weird because it's a San Francisco-based magazine and they're talking about the top 11 lesbian events or clubs or whatever, and San Francisco's not in it. They have, like, Seattle and Hawaii. Seattle? Are you serious? Yeah, As Seattle, a former Hawaii. resident, I will say nothing belongs on the top 10. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm, I think that's kind of a major fail for Curve Magazine. I L.A. Say. I want to no slap their Francisco. hand or something. Like, shame on you. Shame Just on you. Just flog them at Folsom. Flog. <laughs> I'm sure that page fell out of this magazine, right? Claire? Yeah, clearly. Clearly Anyways. just fell out. All just an overlook. But um, I think you guys heard about um, Cher's daughter, Chastity, Chastity changing um, genders, um, becoming Chaz, going through sex reassignment surgery. Um, so I guess... Um, Chaz came out as a lesbian in 1995, but not of uh, not because he told anyone, but I guess the tabloids outed him, you know, being the kid of a celebrity celebrity parent. Um, but I guess he said that, you know, he's never considered himself a lesbian. People just assumed because he was dating women or whatever. And so um, what's great is that Cher said that you know she doesn't really understand but of course she's always going to love and support her child so it's a great um you know it's a great thing to look up to because now we actually have someone in the media who is you know like you know like a celebrity that is a the face. first yeah. first female to male uh 
you know, celebrity. So I'm kind of surprised Cher wouldn't understand that. She's so in the gay She's community. She's a fucking tranny. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> I'm so confused too. I'm like, what? You've probably had more how surgery you than your su- son. Yeah. How can you? How can you be surprised yeah. that your child is? Yeah. You know. So he had his chest removed. You had one put on. Is there really a big difference there? (laughs) Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. (laughs) Whatever. Um, But uh, I guess the gossip was in town. Was it last week? Yes, they were. Did you go? Where was the tragics in the studio with us? Yeah. Oh, she's sitting there. It's our studio audience. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, they were performing at the Regency, and Beth Ditto has. suddenly become very like you know she's been on the cover of a British uh, magazine and has been kind of like critiqued and stuff Um, there was a British GQ editor that said that she was a quote-unquote porker and that fashionistas who love her are quote-unquote stupid but what's funny is that um, so eloquent right (laughs) what is this third grade so stupid but um, she was on the cover of Love, which um, I guess the editor was showing Beth Ditto the picture and was asking her, did you notice anything different? She, she's naked, but she has like a, something covering her nether regions. But um, I guess they photoshopped her to make her look bigger. What? Yeah. Weird. Huh? I'll show you the picture later. But, you know, um, that's was she, cool. And she was okay with that? I mean, she didn't. She didn't mind. She was just like, "Oh, okay." And she, hmm. she looked. Great I mean, I, know, on I cover. figure she wouldn't have any problem with like, you know, looking bigger. But at the same rate, I would just want to be portrayed how I look. Exactly. You know, be that, you know, big or small. I just wouldn't want to be like bigger or small. Than actually, yeah. it doesn't uh, give it a it reason. It doesn't say. It just says we made you bigger, and she's a real life size twenty eight, and they just digitally maximized. Which her. magazine was this? It's British fashion magazine Love. Who reads I guess that anyways? Wasn't she also nude was on the cover of Curve? Was it last year? Was she? Or earlier in this year? I I'm not she was, sure. Yeah. I haven't seen I, that well, one. I could be mistaken. <laughs> um, yeah, she looks great though. Um, and then my last item. I know um, I've been talking about the real L word, Los Angeles. Um so Eileen Shaken is Which promises to be, to be anything but real. Yeah. <laughs> well, supposedly what In they're saying... In a town saying, of actors. Yeah, seriously. Um, what they're saying is they're kind of following in the footsteps of Bravo's really successful franchise, The Real, Housew- the Real Housewives. Oh. And that's supposed to be like, not like, uh, what's that one? The OC or... No. I don't, I don't even have cable. I don't know. Huh? The Hills, where it's scripted. And I guess um, The Real Housewives isn't scripted and so they're kind of following in those footsteps so i mean really do you need a script like <laughs> lesbians are gonna have enough drama like to we, give yeah. you There's like rating anyways i don't so. know have you seen give me sugar <laughs> Again, no, I don't my favorite show. <laughs> I think they could use a, a little dose of drama. What is that? I, what's that? I have no idea what that is. Gimme Sugar is like this uh, reality show that goes on in Miami right now. It's like uh, promoters. It's just they follow stuff. these promoters around and I'm like, really? It's you couldn't really find a better like, it's the same thing every show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Eileen Chicken says even though the L word ended, um, we want to still see lesbian stories continuing. Yeah. And a lot of stuff is on the stuff. web right now, so it's good mm-hmm. to have something back on regular TV. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God. 
All right. That's all I have for you. All right. Let's get into the interview with Shine. Uh, we have Shine Louise Houston with us in the studio today. She's the owner of the uh, Pink and White Productions, which does the Crash Pad series on uh, it's CrashPadSeries.com. And she's here fresh off the Porn Yes Awards in Europe. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And this was the first year for that. Yes, it is. It's it, the first year. Giving away awards for pioneers in porn. Mm-hmm. Who all was there? Uh, so I was there. Maria Beatty was there. Candida Royale. Uh, Petra Joy from the UK, also Anna Spann, um, Anna Brownfield. Uh, Annie Sprinkles, unfortunately, couldn't have been there because she was traveling. That was the only name I uh, recognized. Really? (laughs) I don't watch a lot of porn, so I have no idea. Uh, Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) This is the one that likes porn. I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing wrong with porn, Charlie. I didn't (laughs) say there was anything wrong with porn. Don't make assumptions. So how did you get into this line of work? Well, um, I was working at uh, Good Vibrations for about five and a half years. and The um, one on Valencia or the one on Polk? Uh, I was first at the one in the East Bay. Oh, okay. And, so, and then uh, I moved over to the one on Polk Street. But, you know, same company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I had a degree in film and then about five and a half years of market research working at Good Vibrations and uh, you know I noticed that there was there were some things missing uh, in the industry I mm-hmm. kept getting the same question over again um, what uh, can you show me in the way of good porn well-produced <laughs> porn something that I can watch that's lesbian porn that's not gonna piss off my girlfriend mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know there wasn't really much I could offer so one day I just decided uh, well I'm gonna start a company and um, uh, one thing led to another, and I made the first movie, which is The Crash Pad, the mm-hmm. original movie. Interesting. So when you went to film school, you didn't have this in mind? No. What did you, <laughs> <laughs> what did you have in mind? I want to make uh, porn. <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of a, a funny traje- trajectory. Um, I started off as a painting major, uh, and my whole life was pretty much like geared to um, being a, a gallery artist. And... Um, my second year uh, at um, at CCAC, when it was CCAC, mm-hmm. uh, I suffered my great art death. Um, <laughs> it's not like a lesbian bed death. <laughs> yeah. Was, you know, but for art. Art death, major art death. And uh, I just stopped painting. I stopped painting for about six years. And then um, by chance, I took a film class. And when I f- saw my first reel of Super 8 come back, uh, I was like, oh my god, film. Um, so then I switched my major, I turned into a film major, CCAC kind of went down the tubes uh, financially for a little while while they were building the San Francisco um, campus. So I transferred to the San Francisco Art Institute, finished my film degree, and the funny thing is, uh, San Francisco Art Institute is very, very experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing like a lot of uh, installation and performance art mm-hmm. with my film. Uh, but then um, uh, we had uh, a gentleman come in who is like really from like mainstream industry and when I talked to him I, I figured out that I just wanted to be a narrative filmmaker and I wasn't really <laughs> into the experimental scene as mm. you know, interesting as it was no really I just wanted to tell stories so it was kind of funny I had to like lay low with my, with my passion for, for narrative film <laughs> uh, until after I graduated <laughs> so 
So yeah. um, as the founder, how involved are you with each production? Like writing, directing? Are you talking about Crash Bad series editing. or the features? Um, both. So, I mean, Crash Bad series is, is its own beast. You know, there's not a lot of plot line to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's we have a system and we kind of have like a general setup for for each scene. And it's really more tailored for what the models want to do. And they're really controlling the scene a lot more. Um, the features, on the other hand, uh, have all been my creation. And, you know, I'll write the scripts, even if it's like a five-page script. Mm. Like, like I think Crash Pad was like ten pages altogether. <laughs> Which is, I think, a lot for one feature. Feature. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You know, until we get to to champion, which is like I'm trying to slowly like ease everybody, like follow me to the narrative. Um, champion was like a good like 50 page script, and now I'm writing like I'm like okay now if you if people can follow champion, then like follow me the whole way, uh, and I'm making like like a, a film film with a lot of sex in it. So interesting. So hopefully, <laughs> you know. Um, people can follow that and like mm-hmm. you know I'm trying to see like okay there's there's something that I want to do in porn that uh, I want to give people and even if they don't think that they want it right. <laughs> you will lead them to the water I yeah. will lead them to the water and if they don't drink that's okay but you know <laughs> at least they at least you know I did it so. so it's basically your idea from inception to shooting are you directing um once again it's a little different between crash bet series mm-hmm. and the features, the features yeah. um but I think we've progressed in our style of shooting from the beginning movies like to crash pad and beyond um so we've always shot with multiple cameras we always shoot Mm -hmm. with two cameras um at the end of shooting wild kingdom um i was like finally frustrated with like okay there's there's something that i'm missing in like in shooting the sex there's something that's not working like the the performances are great and all this kind of stuff but there's something that's not translating to the screen um and i had a talk with uh, a friend of mine tony comstock um and uh we had like an enlightening conversation (laughs) (laughs) and i was like ah here it is here is the answer so um since then um we've been using this new style of shooting which really is more about uh, directing the camera around the models than actually directing the models, which is mm-hmm. kind of we flipped everything. Uh, and which then seems more natural to you. Yeah, I mean, basically, our idea is like you know we try not to call hold, we try not to like break mm-hmm. the um, uh, the energy of the models and stuff. And then it's you know as an editor in 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 post, it's like it's Easier I just try to for you too. Yeah, bring it back to like put it in. Oops, sorry, kick the mic. Um, put it back in a sequence and create uh, a narrative uh, into it, which mm-hmm. is something that I always like like to remind people of. It's just like when you're watching the, the, the sex, everybody's like, oh my God, it's so real, it's so real. <laughs> uh, you know, like I bring it back to like, right, but this is film and it's complete, the, the narrative of the sex is completely constructed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, these are the things that they did, but the timeline and, and how it's actually put together, um, is a bit different than what actually happened. How do you know, um, well, how do you pick the people who are going to be in your film? Like, I know that uh, you can use a link on the website yeah. and submit, but how do you know if those people are going to be good on film? Because I would think some people, I mean, even yeah. on the show, sometimes people get in front of the microphone and they freeze up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, we don't know. You don't do you know. have auditions? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no. No. No, there's no auditions. Hmm. Um, we work 
under the premise <laughs> of like if you want to do it and we book you and you show up great Oh. Um, Do you have a lot of people that get cold feet? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Sounds really sexy until they have to do it. (laughs) I I can't even tell you, like, how many. I figure it's, like, it's the hazard of the trade. It's it's Mm -hmm. kind of, like, the working hazard. But um, I think the people, what we do get, are really, really into it. That's, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, it was a goal. of mm-hmm. mine like since i was like you know since <laughs> i sur- first started f- not to be yeah. a porn star but just to, to do porn just yeah. at least once in yeah. their life and just oh, do okay. it huh. um a lot of people are like you know i'm an exhibitionist so this is totally an extension of my own sexuality like low kim okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know if people are are willing to do it then um then we have them shoot so as a result we've gotten uh, I think a pretty good um, cross-section of body types, of mm-hmm. gender expressions, um, and we've had our share of just like really kind of like timid and shy sex mm-hmm. to like really crazy wild monkey sex. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like do you, everything. Um, <laughs> do you? Well, I have two questions. Do you have the actors meet beforehand and kind of like test their chemistry? Like as they're meeting, or a you lot, just kind of throw it. A lot of people know each other. Okay. We encourage couples. We encourage people like if they're applying, let's say mm-hmm. you know apply with somebody that you would like to work with. That makes things been, easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there have been cases where um, the models didn't know each other mm-hmm. and like only really got to meet uh, a few hours before the shoot, and a couple of times you know it was a little. You know, awkward. it was a little touch and go and a little uh, awkward, yeah. but then they kind of got into it. And then there was this one scene that was just like incredible. <laughs> it was like the most, you know, they they had met like an hour before the shoot, and and it was just it was crazy, wild, and intense. And I I think they actually went for dinner or a date. <laughs> They're like, still together. So yeah, right. Now we want to know, is this in Crash Pad or the film? We want to see this scene. Uh, that's It's a Crash Pad series, yeah. so that would be um, Michelle Aston and, and Julia episode. How's that work? So now that 18. we've fucked, I feel like I should take you to dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walking to the door. Famous last words. Right? Right. Let me open um, the door uh, for you. Yeah. And then my second, my second question is, because I actually... Um, I mean, I don't really watch porn on a regular, but what I have seen... I love that she keeps, like, highlighting that. (laughs) No, but what I have seen is, like, straight porn or, like, what is supposedly lesbian porn. And it's, like, two straight chicks Mm -hmm. with, like, fake tits and whatever. It's just, like, totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And... But I enjoy the Crash Pad series just Mm -hmm. because it's it's more real. It's a reflection of San Francisco. Um, But I noticed that you have different themes. So, like, one... One sh- one that I watched was like fag sex, like between two mm. boys. Mm-hmm. So do you have people that apply and then just kind of like work with that? Like, oh, this would be a great like theme. Or do you have themes that you want to like, I want a fag boy <laughs> sex scene or whatever. Do Does you know the what theme I mean? or the actor make- come first? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the actors come first. Okay. And a lot of times people... Um, have their own plans by Mm -hmm. before they even get to the set so i'm like okay so what would you like to do today have you guys (laughs) so bold (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know um i just like or definitely want my ass eaten (laughs) (laughs) i can bring in a laundry list i don't know it's check (laughs) 
<laughs> done and done. Did you bring any equipment with you? <laughs> so, have you had any backlash from the lesbian community? Like maybe people that see porn as um, anti-feminist or anything like that? Um, when we first launched Crash Pad Series, I got a few weird and um, when did you emails. launch it? 2007. Mm -hmm. It's pretty um, new. And the, the movie started in 2005. Um, but it wasn't really until uh, we were at like a pretty good web presence and like we were on the web that we got people being like, this is... And it's definitely... So I think it was somebody out of the country because like they're like, how can you, you know the whole like aping men thing and if I wanted a man I'd get a man like I don't understand butches and I don't understand trans and oh. this is horrible so they just didn't blah, get blah, anything internalized <laughs> yeah they just didn't really get with. anything and it was really weird and choppy and I'm like okay but we're not gonna stop <laughs> right yeah. appreciate your input do you because so. I whenever I see stuff for porn in the city like the gay porn awards or whatever or is uh, it the avian gavians gavians yeah. it always seems like it's all male dominated it is is there anything is there a place for women in that or do you think that the female or queer porn community will start to rise up in the same fashion or do you see it going in a totally different direction um so far i mean the the feminist porn awards i think are a response to avian and gavian but um i would love to see something in san francisco that was just like queer porn awards yeah you know what i mean because yeah. like gavian is not particularly uh inclusive of trans or dyke porn lesbian porn anything mm -hmm. lesbian porn is actually uh lumped in at the avians okay so you know they're like you have a place you go to you know go to La las vegas for the <laughs> avians you know what i mean I'm like yeah right awesome. <laughs> yeah. you know i've been and it's like it's a pretty intense scene and you know it just seems like they get so much more support i mean you have like club appearances but like you know right. come out tonight we have such and such gay porn star doing a shower scene or whatever right, you know what right. i mean and you never see that with like like you don't see lesbian porn stars just like showing up but i'm i, d I don't know what's your thoughts on that why is there so different um i think just culturally that culturally there's a difference between the way um i think most men grew up in relationship to porn than the way women mm -hmm. are brought up watching porn and what I really notice is that watching porn is a learned behavior and women really haven't like really immersed themselves in learning how to watch porn mm -hmm. um, and we haven't fully created our own language in porn do you know what I mean because mm -hmm. I think like I've talked to a whole bunch of gay guys and like their attitude towards watching porn was like, oh my God, it was the most eye-opening thing and it was so educational and I, you know, and it, it was kind of like a rite of passage, like this amazing thing for them. And for women, it's been, you know, through the feminist movement and anti-porn feminist movement, um, liking porn or, or, or still even like having, um, um, a very assertive like sexuality has always been demonized and I think mm -hmm. that's still in a, in a sense like internalized because um, even though we've done so much work I've run into some situation like really yeah. <laughs> like whoa wait a minute this, these thoughts are still out here um, so I think there's just uh, we haven't built the same relationship yet 
to porn, but I think new things are happening and attitudes, women's attitudes towards porn, like use women in a very broad sense, um, mm -hmm. attitudes towards porn have really changed and we're starting to create more of a dialogue that's not just based on political issues, right. but actually like what do I think is hot and let's do this and let's make it great. Well, what I've noticed is that um, I actually, you know, going to a lot of friends' houses or whatever, started noticing that a lot of lesbians watch gay men oh, for him. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't too. understand yeah. that because, you know, I was just like, really? Like, you watch two guys get it mm -hmm. on. But Should like, I fess up to this phenomenon? <laughs> no, okay, I, I swear to God, like, probably 99% of yeah. my friends that do watch porn, like, have all gay male mm -hmm. porn. And mm -hmm. I was just like, I, I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. This is a secret that I the straight world doesn't see, know. Yeah, I know. I, I can't ever see, explain this to my um, family. Like, lesbian porn. And I think part of it is because the market is so small and, like, there, ju there just isn't a lot of like real mm -hmm. lesbian porn out mm -hmm. there to, you know like Crash Pad series mm -hmm. is probably the only real like queer dyke porn whatever that I've seen like the rest is just like Fluff. two straight girls yeah, two right. straight <laughs> blondes talons for nails yeah. I mean that's not, that's not really not practical or hot exactly. so, yeah. so and not doing anything you'd consider lesbian <laughs> sex <laughs> what are you gonna do with those fingernails <laughs> <laughs> not a turn on it so do you do you have any theory on why lesbians love gay porn um, or most lesbians <laughs> i think it's, it's partly true because there's not a, there wasn't in the past a whole lot out there but i also mm -hmm. think um gay male porn has like a like a, a fun and open mm -hmm. kind of sensibility towards sex mm -hmm. and like a different energy yeah. and i also think um uh, you know it's it's okay it's, when you're watching porn and all this kind of stuff it's all about like fantasy mm -hmm. and i think you know we've all kind of learned how to kind of like create our own kind of like sub narrative subtext mm -hmm. and stuff to watching stuff so it, was, it seems to me like you know you can see the gay subtext and like heterosexual and stuff blah 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 mm -hmm. so i think it was just a natural step to look at gay male porn and kind of put you know your own fantasy right like, like into mm -hmm. it you being the fucker or, or whatever the, yeah whatever or maybe yeah <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like that same process of yeah. like you know seeing your story mm -hmm. um in inside somebody else's story and being able to transfer your fantasy onto mm -hmm. different bodies mm -hmm. um gay men that haven't sense. done that the right, other way right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's pretty amazing that um uh that queer women have been able to like do this really awesome like transference of sexual fantasies onto mm -hmm. different body types yeah you know so it really to me that proves that like sexuality and like what turns you on isn't necessarily attached to the physical body right. but totally. it's really really attached to like the chemistry and what sparks your fantasy mm -hmm. and like those little things in your sexuality mm -hmm. that make you go ping <laughs> so <laughs> boink <laughs> <laughs> I, love I have to it. tell you guys love a the story <laughs> um, after we record about something weird I saw earlier. But anyway, remind so, me. So we're talking about me in the bathroom. Don't bring that no. up. Okay, okay. So going back to what you were saying earlier about um, how a lot of guys say that their first experience with porn or whatever was educational mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I, I think Crash Pad is 
like that for a lot of people in the same way, especially in terms of gender roles. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, not a lot of stuff, well, there a lot of times I think um, people are put in a different perspective of what you would expect them to be. Like, mm -hmm. butches aren't always tops. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. you know. A surprise! And, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. it, it almost, uh -huh. it's like it gives people permission yeah. to be who they be, be who or what they want to be without having to fit what you right. know they've always been told they're supposed to be sexually and i was wondering like is that one of the goals with this and if so what are your other goals with crash pad um i think it's just it's in our mission statement on the website and on the pw website that you know we have we're dedicated to creating um beautiful images that reflect today's like blurred gender lines and gender expressions so i think that's like the underlying goal um in all the projects that we do uh you know we're we're launching a <coughs> couple of new sites uh next year um which i think will you know surprise some people but you know can it's you give any hints about it uh, <laughs> it's, it's still too early the, the development is still too early um uh, but just to know that um but there's you'll be back to talk about it when they come out. Sure, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you could tell us off air later. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> be all over Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so where would a little Kim that wants to be <laughs> the next queer porn Why star? Why do you keep bringing up little Kim? talking about me when I'm right here in the room. How would they get in touch with you? Uh, so you can go to you know, like crashpadseries.com. Um, we have a model page and there's an application there. Um, you just uh, fill out the application and send it in. Uh, we usually get back to you within a couple of days, and then. Do like, they have oh. to be San Francisco based? They don't have to be San Francisco based, but you have to be uh, a U.S. citizen, or at least have a U.S. ID. Um, we are a small company, so we don't yet have the funds to fly people out from other states. But of course, if people are going to be in San Francisco, that's great. Uh, all right. Sounds cool. good. Thanks for coming on the show today. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, that was a great interview. I'm excited to look at more um, Crash Pad series. Yeah, because um, you don't watch even porn. Even though you don't watch Well, porn. now I watch Crash Pad. Thank you very much. <laughs> I um, couldn't stress that enough. Charlie yeah. does not watch porn. Shut up. <laughs> Charlie's face is red. <laughs> Anyways, just because you love it. Um, so I'm really excited because we're leaving next week. Uh or Saturday will be in Orleans. Actually, this week, Saturday. Um, flying into New Orleans and taking off with the sweet cruise. And we're going to be with a bunch of our friends. And more and more people have kind of signed on. So it's cool because now, like, all our friends are going. Well, except me. some of our friends, except for Oregon. But we'll, we we'll take lots Aww. of pictures. And I'm making um, Charlie kiss a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go on a dolphin ex excursion. So it'll be fun. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So we'll have to get back with you when we get back from that. Yep. We'll have tons of interviews there with all the celebrities on board. Scandalous stories. Lesbians. Scandalous stories. More rainbow rumors. Oh, Free liquor. So <laughs> look forward to hearing you then. Or seeing you then. Well, I don't know. What do you do on this show? You talk, I don't do either. I don't hear or see you. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even listening to you right now. I'm I don't know. I don't know. This is on. Jay Church on caffeine, by the way. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so you can always check out our site at thelesbianpodcast.com and any questions or future topics that you want to hear um, submit those to the website and uh, we'll see you when we get back from the cruise all nice and tan. Mm -hmm.